0: Hello, and welcome into the IdahoSports.com 2022 State Volleyball Tournament Preview Special. It doesn't matter which podcast you listen to the North Idaho Prepcast, the Treasure Valley Prepcast, Magic Valley Prepcast, East Idaho Prepcast. We are dropping this State Volleyball Tournament Preview into your podcast feed so you can be ready when the matches start on Friday over in East Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey, and I'm so pleased to be joined by a new addition to the IdahoSports.com team this fall, Lindsay Togiai Afouk. Lindsay, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're we're so excited because you uh your volleyball acumen, your volleyball <laughs> knowledge is so impressive. Uh introduce yourself to our audience in case they may not know about you. You've got a, a long extensive background with the sport of volleyball. <laughs>
1: Yeah. uh, So I went to Century, uh, played for Pauline. Um, So my senior year was actually the first year that Century took state in volleyball. (laughs) And then it went on to get five after that. But um, after that, I played at Montana State. um, And I've pretty much been playing volleyball since I was in kindergarten. So I've been around it a lot. And then when I came back here, I've coached at Highland and then I went to coach at Pokey. And now we help at Rockland and we coach the club teams and so we we help a lot of places now, <laughs> but we're from Pocatello, yes.
0: Yes, and, Pocatello and, and Century High uh playing for Pauline Theros, the legendary coach. She's now at Idaho State University as the athletic director. I'm wearing my ISU shirt today. So <laughs> <laughs> looks good. Um and then like you said, uh you laid the groundwork for that dynasty run of five titles in a row, right?
1: Yeah, it was. I don't know, it was sort of like a dream, but it was a lot of hard work put into it. I mean, um, that year, we had eight seniors and two juniors on the team, and we all had a scholarship somewhere. So it was really, (laughs) it was something that we had been building for a long time, and we got third, second, second, first. And so it was something, yeah, that we really, really wanted. Um, And, you know, a lot of these girls that I've seen this year, too, there's, there's a lot of, star players out there, but even more so there's a lot of good teams that I didn't, I wasn't even aware of until this year when I really started watching every level.
0: Definitely. And so you, you have helped out with centuries team this year and Rigby, and Rockland. And so Rockland and century are both competing at states. Just a disclaimer. So as we talk about, you know, the brackets and what's going on, uh, Lindsay's not gonna let that cloud her judgment at all when she's analyzing these brackets. But yeah. yeah. Um, but you're a perfect person to bring on because you've seen a lot of these teams, certainly in East Idaho, but also uh, you know, you followed a lot of the weekend tournaments this year, which it was a little different this year, right, Lindsay, where the, the tournament results didn't really count towards the official win loss right. record or max preps or anything like that so it was hard to know sometimes you know uh how teams did because they were like well if they don't count then you know we won't <laughs> report them as much and so it, it was kind of interesting this year
1: i think because yeah max preps doesn't record the tournament records so i don't know it it, it sort of does take away from some teams because you know they can go undefeated in a tournament but you know the record won't show that and it uh sometimes it does other teams better because then it doesn't show them losing four matches (laughs) so i mean it's it's kind of just a toss-up and i think that's why they did away with it um because it's all in one or two days and that it's, it's just a lot of volleyball for that amount of time. And they're like, you know, we're we, just not going to count it towards the season. But a lot of the smaller teams, I didn't realize they don't even get to go to many tournaments just because they have so many conference teams in their <laughs> from their tiny schools, they have a lot of teams in their conference.
0: Yes, a perfect example is Rockland where uh it's a it's a nine team conference that Rocky Mountain Conference at the 182 level and everybody played everybody twice there was a lot of try matches where uh North Gem, Clark County and Showband would get together and they'd all play each other on a Saturday at Showband. So uh 18 conference matches for everybody uh, in the district which was just crazy, right? Wow.
1: <laughs> That's why I'm like to get all of those in you couldn't do it without the try matches. But tri-matches basically turn into tournaments because you have your JV, JV, their JV, RJV, and then varsity. So it's just, it's a long day that way too. But you got to get them in because they have they have no other way to do it, I guess, because they're so far spread out. Unlike the other places, they get their, you know, their area, like Idaho Falls or even here in Pocatello. But yeah, they're not so lucky. <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah. It's been very, so, so when you look at the records, you know, some teams will have like 12 matches and some will have like 20 and it's just the size of the conference really dictated that. So, okay. So you mentioned the tournament atmosphere is crazy uh, where you're playing so many matches over two days. That is what state is that, I mean, that is what they're preparing for this two day gauntlet where uh, if you lose on Friday, right away, you're you're not out of it yet, but you you really have to battle back. And so often, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So often I feel like we see a team that gets to the semis and loses like in a gut-wrenching way. And then they just, they can't bring that same level on Saturday and they're, they're out. Right.
1: It's just volleyball is so emotional. (laughs) It's such a (laughs) mental game. I, you know, it's so hard to come back from even a set loss and, you know, you play three out of five, but you know, it's just so emotional. And then, you know, even teams that you know you have an emotional win you got to turn right back around and win again and that's that's tough <laughs>
0: yeah
1: but it. Oh, that's
0: it yeah you have to be not only physically tough but mentally strong yeah. as well to overcome so well let's uh if uh, folks are watching this. We're we're going to put this up on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel and Facebook page. Uh, I'm going to throw the brackets up on the screen so you can see the brackets. Uh, maybe make your video full size so it's a little easier to see the brackets. If you're listening to this podcast, audio only at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, totally fine. We've got all the state brackets on our website IdahoSports.com as well, so you can follow along there. Let's just start with 5A. This is going to be held uh, at Skyline High School in Idaho Falls. Madison is the number one seed overall. The The big storyline, Lindsay, in 5A volleyball is Skyview finally moved down to 4A, which left it wide open.
1: Right? I think it's more of a relief for the other teams. <laughs> um, Skyview is a big name in the volleyball world, and I, I do think that they deserve to be I mean they they dominate no matter which level team they play um they're very consistent and they have you know big players players going to Oregon BYU I mean those are (laughs) some great schools for volleyball so I mean watching them play they're tough (laughs) that's why I'm like uh it's more of like relief and Madison looks great too but you know even then they kind of returned almost the same team. Skyview lost one of their big players in Alex Bauer. She went to BYU and left her little sister still. <laughs> but um, they played in the championship last year, and Skyview took it. And that's why I'm like, Skyview moving down <laughs> more so just gave the 5A teams like, oh, thank goodness. But now the 4A teams are like, oh.
0: <laughs> Seriously, they're like, oh, that's a bummer. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, on a
1: different level.
0: It, yeah, they, I mean they are. They they went to a nationally acclaimed uh, tournament in in Nebraska earlier this year. We'll, yeah. well, we'll we'll get to Skyview when we talk about the 4A bracket. But it does. It's kind of left this void in 5A where you know we think Madison, based upon how they did last year, and they bring back some really great. You know, Kinley Curbs was an All State setter. Mariah yeah. Wilson is a great defender. Maddie oh Wilcox, right? Yes, I'm going to
1: say Maddie Wilcox has been. One of my favorites for a while, I guess. Um, because I've seen her play since she was a freshman and they had her play up there. And so even to watch just her growth, she's really come into herself and she's going to College Idaho, right? I think yes, yes,
0: which is super exciting. And Madison, of course, has a great coach in in Miranda Mestis as well. So yeah. yeah. So Madison, I think, is kind of the favorite, the one seed overall. Um Eagle has been a team that's been you know pretty highly acclaimed this year. They they come in as the five seed. Um Thunder Ridge is the four seed, Eagle's the five seed. I think all of the teams from, from the Boise area got dinged in the max preps rankings this year because the league was like very balanced. There wasn't one dominant team. Everybody kind of beat up on each other that really played out at districts where there was some crazy upsets like Rocky mountain. The two seed was out in two matches.
1: Yeah. I would say they kind of, you know, kind of like the pac 12 teams doing football, you know, it's like you beat each other so much that now one of us can't pull ahead. One of us can't get it. Yeah exactly what happened and it's kind of weird because a lot of people thought that it would be madison and eagle in the championship and it could still be it could still be but they're on the same side of the bracket now so one of them has to lose earlier on so we'll see
0: yeah so madison plays boise the eight seed and then the four or five is thunder ridge against eagle um i thought District five six was really good this year. Obviously, Madison is uber talented. Thunder Ridge got that other bid, but Highland and even Rigby, I thought were both exceptional teams. It was just a really tough district, right?
1: And I think they always do. And I will say this year was more competitive than it has been in the past, um, where you know they were going five sets. You know Highland, Thunder Ridge, or even Rigby. I mean, they were going five sets more often and pulling those tighter games. But yeah when it came down to it, Madison was still (laughs) the most consistent, but yes, very tough, tough district there too. Um, but they, Madison didn't (laughs) allow anyone to get that win on them. So they, they could take it, but.
0: So we'll see if Thunder Ridge by having that tough competition all year, how they fare at state, um, but tough matchup with the Eagle right away. Right.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that will be a good game, though. I feel like all of those first matches, you know, really show your mental toughness, right? Because, you know, you got to shake those nerves fast or else (laughs) you're going on the wrong side. But, you know, I don't know much about Lake City um, or Post Falls from that side. Haven't seen them play much. So it's kind of one of those good but bad things. It's like a mystery of, you know, you can watch film, but every team plays different when they play you
0: right yeah the north was really fascinating this year and i do think we're headed towards a lake city post falls collision in that semi-final where late lake city the two seed they'll play hawaii the seven post falls the three seed they'll play timberline the six um quarter lane was actually so, so post falls was kind of the preseason favorite and then it was quarter lane high that actually started really hot they they won you know theirs i think was
1: close theirs was always close too they beat each other like all the time
0: <laughs> yes quarter lane started off like 12 and 0 13 and 0 and then they really fizzled they they ran into some injuries and and kind of fizzled out uh lake city got the best of post falls in the regular season but then at districts when it counted well and i guess that's the other thing i guess it didn't really count that much i mean lake city had to win a play-in match but despite post falls winning the district they're still seated below lake city because the max preps rankings only account for the regular season right
1: yes that is correct they don't even account for districts i mean i guess at the end of the day you still get your bid so you earn your bid, right? If you win your district, you earn your bid. But then, the yeah, the the rankings really kind of throw people off <laughs> because you know that I don't know if they necessarily earn that or not. I don't know.
0: Yes, I will say post falls. Um, they're led by Kylie Monday. Uh, she was a kill machine this year. She's uh, really the focal point of post falls offensively. Um, in in Lake City, it's more of a collaborative effort, um, but.
1: Okay. More of ball control and not a huge hitter, but
0: yeah. Yes, definitely. And so um, it's going to be fascinating if those two do uh, meet up. Is there? Is, is there again. a oh, – Go ahead.
1: I was just saying they're going to face again. Or yes. Know, but
0: <laughs> – Right. They're going to do du- duke it out again. Okay. Yeah. Is, there a, is there a dark horse team that you're looking at in this bracket that maybe isn't on anyone's radar that you think possibly could get on a run?
1: So, I mean, it's always, you know, the underdogs, the ones that are rated lower that I I don't know much about Boise or Owyhee. So I'm like, you know, it could, again, those mysteries, you can't overlook anybody. And if you do, you know, you you might end up with that loss. So I think, you know, just we can't overlook anybody. So really, if you made it this far, you know, you got to look out for everybody. (laughs)
0: Definitely, I I think my dark horse is going to be, and this will be weird because they're the four seed. I think Thunder Ridge. I I, you know I think people are assuming yeah, Eagles going to win that first matchup and Thunder will do whatever. And I don't know. I just Thunder is kind of sneaky to me.
1: Thunder Ridge is good. They have a great coach too, and Keisha. And you know, they used to be one of those teams that would dominate more. I think is why people you know have kind of been like, oh, but you know, as of late. They were you know young building up their program again because they graduated their you know their huge setter that went to Montana and she was a huge part of their team for a long time and so after she left it was kind of rebuilding. <laughs> and so that I think that's that's a good pick. I mean, they're younger, but overall they still have the experience to do it.
0: Yeah, this is gonna be a really fun bracket. I, I think ultimately it comes down to Madison. And uh, if we're looking at the traditional bracket, you know, Eagle could come through the backside, but I'll say Madison post falls is kind of what I'm leaning
1: towards. So
0: yeah, that's my,
1: those are are good picks. (laughs) Um, I don't know. That's so tough. I do. I do pick Madison in the championship. But against who I'm I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, it could be anyone. So and again, I, I if I'm wrong on my predictions, I, I love hearing from the fans. So let me know. You can send me an email, Brandon at Idahosports.com. All right, let's look, let's look at the 4A bracket. This is gonna be at at speaking of Thunder Ridge, it's gonna be at Thunder Ridge High School. Uh so you've got I mean Skyview, the one seed. Uh let's talk about Blackfoot, the eight seed. What a cool story for the Broncos, right, Lindsay?
1: Uh, they haven't been here in 40 plus years, I think. And, yeah. uh, you know, Blackfoot's always one of those teams that's tough. They hang in there with people, but they never can quite <laughs> catch the win. They can never quite pull it off. But this year they battled hard in two five-set matches to even get to their district championship <laughs> where, you know, they faced Bonneville and, you know, they didn't win, but they earned their bid. They earned their bid. And, you know, those – they have a lot of seniors too. Um you know they have their LaBero who's going to USU Eastern, um, and she's a good little player. And then they also have, I think it's their middle, but I forget her name, and she's done really well for them this season. Um, anyways, they, I feel like they've just been building up for so long too, where they've like couldn't quite get past that finish line until now, <laughs> and so i have been working towards it, especially those older girls.
0: Yeah. what a cool story for Blackfoot. Um, you know, they do have to face the best, um, they, they have to face. Oh, so
1: the... tough. Oh. <laughs> which,
0: which Alex is better for Skyview, Alex Bauer or Alex Acevedo? <laughs> oh,
1: well, I, you know, I don't think you can really compare because they play completely different positions. Um, but as far as ball control, they both have it. As far as grit and effort, they both have it. So I don't think you can really compare those two. Uh, just because they play two different positions and they're not looking to change their position either.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, Bauer more of a setter, Saveto more of a hitter. Yeah. Um, Both extremely talented for Skyview. Um, All right. The other matchup on that side of the bracket is Twin Falls, the four seed against Bonneville, the five seed. This, to me, is the most intriguing first-round matchup. Twin Falls is the defending 4A champs. And Bonneville just has such a strong program every year. But the sneaky thing that I don't think a lot of people know is Bonneville's really young, right? They're like they have some freshmen and sophomores that they're really re- leaning on this year.
1: Yes, they do. Um, they have a very um talented setter that runs their offense. Um, watched her play for a couple years. I'm not sure if she's a sophomore or a junior, I'm not sure just because she I think she's been on varsity since she's a freshman, but she is a very, very, very talented setter. And then I know that. Twin Falls is a defending champ, but they lost um, a few of their key players as well, which um, we we saw them play. One of them plays for Slick right now. She plays for Slick, and she's a middle, and she does really well. Anyways, so <laughs> they lost some. They're young. They're both young, but they're both um, always powerhouses in volleyball, both of them. <laughs> we faced Bonneville in the championship many times. <laughs> yes.
0: And, and I, I guess I should say it's not all underclassmen for Bonneville, right? They do have, you know, Allie McDaniel is a senior and Ava, Ava Arfman is a great hitter. She's a yes. junior for, for yes. Bonneville. Um, but, but they do also have some sophomores and freshmen that have been making some pretty big plays for Bonneville this year.
1: They need, yeah. And that's yeah. huge. Um, but, you know, they've probably been playing volleyball for at least four years or so because Bonneville is that way too.
0: (laughs) Yes, very strong club presence, right? (laughs) Yes. Definitely. Okay, top half of the bracket, uh, we've got Canyon Ridge, the two-seed overall, taking on Century, the seven-seed. Century, I feel like, got penalized because they're only in a three-team district. They just didn't have as many opportunities. Filling out the schedule was kind of more difficult,
1: right? Yeah, and I feel like it always is because besides those couple years when they went to the 10-district thing, that didn't work out. But, yeah, so Century has always just been in the the three-district, but I feel like, you know, uh, they do have more losses than I think most of those teams on this bracket. So I feel like, you know, it's kind of earned that way. Um, Yes, they only have three teams in their district, but their record does reflect, you know, more losses than those teams.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you look at Canyon Ridge, for example, the River Hawks went sixteen and one this year. I think their only loss was to Wood River in the regular season, and they look pretty good. And the Century, you're right, is is ten and seven, Um, but they, you know, they they had to play all those five A schools, right? Uh, Madison and Thunder and Rigby, and no wonder they have seven losses.
1: Good competition for them, right? I mean. You just want to get better any way you can. Yes, I did see Canyon Ridge play uh, Pocatello early in the season. They they looked good. Um, Canyon Ridge um, was first starting while I was still in high school. And, yeah, you could tell that they were first starting because they didn't have very many <laughs> players at all. But, yeah, they've really come together. And, yeah, they look good.
0: And scary uh, prospect for uh, opponents of Canyon Ridge. They only have one senior on the roster this year. So they're gonna bring back almost everybody.
1: Oh wow! Oh okay, I didn't know that. So they're (laughs) younger too. That's cool.
0: Yes. So that's gonna be uh, fascinating to watch Canyon Ridge. Um, For Century, uh, kind of an uh, under the radar player uh, is Addie Butler. I feel like.
1: Yeah, I mean, so if you're from Pocatello, I would say she's not under the radar, but. As as Idaho as a whole, I would say yes. I agree totally. Um, you know, she has offers herself. You know, Westminster, USU Eastern. You know, she she's doing well. Um, you know, it's it's been a long time coming for her too. I feel like because it's her senior year now, and you know, it's tough. But she does have quite a few teammates with her that are seniors as well. So they're not they're not a young team, but they are. You know. <laughs> Coming from this volleyball dynasty, I don't know how to. (laughs) They're, they are under the radar, I would say, as a whole.
0: Definitely. And then, and then the 3 6 matchup, I have no idea how this is going to go. Columbia, Moscow. I'll admit, I was expecting Lakeland to be in this spot. Lakeland had kind of run the league all year. And then Moscow came down to one game, right? At districts, and Moscow got them.
1: (sighs) They earned their bid. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's what it all comes down to is districts and then state. So we'll, I mean, we'll see, don't overlook anybody. That's just (laughs) my opinion. But yeah, those, those mystery matchups too, those are the ones, you know, that will be interesting for me to see because yeah, I don't know about Columbia or Moscow as much, but yeah, I did, I did see that Moscow (laughs) had lost quite a bit in the season. Um, But when it came to districts, they won when they needed to. So
0: yeah, kind of like a century thing where they are in a three-team district and they they end up playing lane twice, Post Falls twice, Lake City twice. So I mean, they are very battle tested. I, I actually kind of like Moscow a little bit because of that in this matchup.
1: But yeah, that's yeah, true. I Is think,
0: it? yeah, I think on this bracket, uh, I'm going to go S- Skyview certainly, um, and pro- I, I guess Canyon Ridge. You know, they've had a very impressive regular season. Um my dark horse team would be Bonneville. You know, I think it's a five seed. They're underseeded a little bit. Bonneville's better than that, I think. But
1: I agree. <laughs> I don't have any disagreements with that. I think it's going to be Skyview and Canyon Ridge and I think that if Bonneville all of them come on, they're going to surprise some people.
0: Definitely. You're so agreeable, Lindsay. You're the easiest co-host I've ever had. You know, it's it's
1: great. Like, Well, you oh, made it easy. Trust me, if I have a disagreement, I'm going to say <laughs>
0: just wait till we get to one AD two. That's going to be, we're going to,
1: we're going to be button heads.
0: All right. (laughs) All right. Uh, three, a, uh, bracket. This will take place at Hillcrest high school. Number one seed is Kimberly. They're going to take on South Fremont and the Cougars had a nice little postseason run. They went into districts as the two seed, of course, sugar Salem, the big gauntlet, right? They've been the three, a dominant power for so many years. And, South Fremont knocks them off uh, a couple of times at districts to to win that bid.
1: Oh, that was, yeah, that was crazy. I saw highlights and bits and pieces of those games and wow, I mean, yeah, you, you said it, Sugar has been <laughs> such a powerhouse, not only in 3A, but I would say all levels for a long time. Um, but yeah, to see South Fremont battle back and to win their district. Wow. That was, (laughs) that was pretty amazing for them. And I would say that they are a bit underrated as well, just because of the season record that they held before, because everyone thought that sugar was just going to take it, but you know, South Fremont actually has very consistent ball control as well. So. Yes.
0: And so Kimberly is the number one overall seed. Um, Their coaches did a great job of emailing me, throughout the season, every time they had a match and here are the stats and here's who performed well. So I can tell you that Eliza Anderson, their outside hitter, she's a senior. She really is the straw that stirs the drink. And then Kelsey Stanger in, in the middle as well is a pretty uh, awesome force for Kimberly. Those are their two main weapons. So they to speak
1: Another Stanger over there, there's a couple yes. of those in the <laughs> uh, one <181, laughs> and they, they're doing well too.
0: <laughs> yeah. At Murta. Yes, for sure. Yes.
1: That's a yeah. like, name. I've heard that. Okay.
0: <laughs> if you're a stanger, you're probably going to be pretty good at sports. That's uh,
1: <laughs> uh, the Yeah. Volleyball. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Kimberly looks good. I've only seen a little bit of their highlights as well in max preps, but I mean, again, <laughs> they're number one for a reason. The record reflects that, you know, they, They're prepared.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The three A's is tougher to, to predict because there aren't a lot of three A versus three A matches. You know, the East teams will play each other, but otherwise it's all like the three A's will play two A's or the three A's will play up and play four A's. There's not a lot of data where they're actually playing each other. Right?
1: Yes, that is very true. Three A either plays, you know, two A or four A, like you said, and then they do play in a lot of tournaments too. these guys um you know Snake River I've been around them a lot my mom used to coach for them when I was little (laughs) so I you know I've been around Snake River a lot I still know a couple of girls on that team as well um Reese Baldwin and their little setter is uh what's it is it Zoe Watt I think anyway as so I've I've watched them play too and they I don't feel like they're quite as consistent as Kimberly, but they, I think, you know, again, don't overlook anybody. It kind of just who's going to show up. Are we all going to show up or, or four of us or, cause it's going to, it's going to take everybody, but
0: yes. And you are right. Zoe Watt. Um, there's Maddie Watt as well, but, uh, Zoe is who you were talking about. Uh, yes. And, And McCall Donnelly is the five seed. They must be good. They beat Sugar in the play-in I match, right? Beat
1: them, but I don't know much about them. But again, that's one of those mystery matchups. That's like, oh wow, well they beat Sugar, so I mean they must be doing something right. So I
0: don't yeah, know. McCall Donnelly went 15 and five during oh. the regular season. A lot of wins over Oregon schools, which again is hard to tell. I don't, I don't know who's good in Oregon and who isn't. Right. Um, and and then their conference is kind of a larger one, so they ended up having a lot of conference matches this year as well but amber green is their coach uh, she does a great job with mccall donnelly that's the four or five matchup and then up top you've got more teams from from the boise area right fruitland the two seed weezer the three seed fruitland uh to me has kind of been if kimberly has been 1a this year fruitland's been 1b they've been pretty steady all year
1: Oh, yeah, and Fruitland is very familiar. I think they're the 2019 state champs and they're always uh, they've always been up in there. <laughs> they kind of um remind me of kind of like a Rockland team this year. Um, they're very, they have very athletic girls um, from this little tiny town, <laughs> but they're they are good. they're good. I, I I pick them to be in the championship. I think they're gonna make it that there, and I think Kimberly is as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, Fruitland, uh, went undefeated, uh, 15 and zero. uh, Lexi Barnes is a great setter for them. Okay. Um, Ava dress, Th- this is a senior heavy team. They've got five seniors, um, that they lean on for Fruitland. And then their girls soccer team was like a juggernaut too. So I'm like, you know, that's, that's awesome that all of the the girls <laughs> athletics at Fruitland are so strong, but uh, it, I think it's going to kind of come down to Fruitland and Weezer. Fruitland's playing Buell, the seven seed. Uh, Buell pretty excited to be at state uh, participating. It's been a couple of years, I think. And then uh, Weezer playing Bonner's Ferry, the six seed. Uh, you thought a three-team district was bad. Try a two-team district. It was
1: just- yeah. <laughs> Looking at the bracket, I was like, wait, what? They just keep playing each other over and over and over and over. I was like, what? But they, they did, I mean – Clean sweep across for Bonner's Ferry, but looking at their schedule record as well, um it's kind of a mixed match. I'm not I'm not sure what to think of it. I don't know.
0: A lot of out of state opponents for Bonner's Ferry and and like you said, only Timberlake was the uh the only other team and Timberlake had a very rough season, so hard to tell. Um looking at this bracket, I I kind of like fruit fruitland is my pick to win. I, I'm gonna go with Fruitland over Kimberly. And a sneaky team. I, I oh could, I could also see Weezer. Uh, Weezer played Fruitland early on in the season, and it went all five sets, and Fruitland yeah. won three to two. But I think Weezer is also a sneaky team to keep an eye on.
1: Oh, yeah, this one's tough. I think I, yeah, I think Fruitland and Kimberly. But after that, I'm, uh, I'm not sure. I think that'll be a game to watch. <laughs> L-
0: like Fruitland Weezer, if they play in the semis, whoever wins that or whoever loses that could easily win on the backside of the bracket. I feel exactly.
1: like yeah, them the other way. That's true. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I don't, but I, I mean, I wouldn't, yeah. Overlook anybody. It's just, I don't know as much about the others, but again, that's pretty tough to always like, you know, play the number one team overall in it for the South Fremont, you know, after they just had that, <laughs> you know, that big wins over sugar, but now you got Kimberly. So.
0: Yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting for sure. And as for as crazy and, and unpredictable as three A is, I think this might be the most balanced tournament. Two A. There's a lot of good teams in this two A bracket,
1: right? These teams are good. And I, I've seen most of these teams play except a couple. But yes, um, I will say Melba is very talented. West Side Milad, they're both very talented. Ryrie. Yeah. Wow. Those are all very consistent and ball control teams. And then I know uh, Ryrie's coach for club, he always comes to their tournaments. He can't coach them, but he's always there watching them. And they are, you know, just building that team chemistry and they've they're really good.
0: I mean, just look at the overall records, Melba, 16 and 0, Malad, 12 and 4, Westside, 16 and 2, Ryrie, 16 and 1, St. Mary's, 13 and 1, Declo 12 and 5. They're all powerhouses.
1: Right. And the records reflect that. But yeah, when it comes to state, that's why I'm like, I think they're a little bit more familiar with some of the teams that have been here before. So like Ryrie, Westside, Melba, those guys always kind of are always in it. Um, but as, as far as the others, I wouldn't overlook because yeah, their records reflect <laughs> almost the exact same, but yeah. St. Mary's, where is that?
0: So St. Mary's is up in North central Idaho. It okay. is. Yeah. Up, up from the North. That's it. My father-in-law actually is from St. Mary's. So I know oh. all about. that. They're the lumberjacks. Um, they're, they're pretty oh, okay. good.
1: Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that one where they were from, but yeah. yeah. West side play. They're really good too. And it, mm, it's kind of surprising that they're number four.
0: Uh yes we we will talk about that. Let's let's start with Melba because, uh, th- I mean, I don't even know who who their like st- star player. I mean, Kendall Clark, obviously great athlete. Hallie Arnold has the size in the middle. Uh, they're
1: well rounded. They're not uh, to me. They didn't have really standout hitters or anything that I would say that that's their game. I would say that they're pretty well rounded. They play the servant pass game really well.
0: Yeah, and they've got the size. Kendall Clark is 5'11". Hallie Arnold is 5'11". Uh, they've got Kaylee Wilson at 5'10". So that height is a yeah. big advantage for Melba, right?
1: Yeah. and I mean, you gotta got to get to that point first. I think people forget that. <laughs> I think that's why, you know, looking at teams, you'd be like, oh, they're going to win. But then it always comes back to who passes better to start. But, you know, that always gives them an advantage at the net.
0: Were you a setter in in your career, Lindsay?
1: I was not. So, all through my life, I was outside hitter <laughs> until I okay. oh, played Libero. Because, yeah. Small.
0: Okay. I was going <laughs> to say that that was spoken like a true setter. Oh, it's all about that passing game.
1: <laughs> well, no. And I'm not sure that a setter would say that. I would say that a lot of times, you know, it comes back to can I better the ball? Can I run this offense, even if a pass is bad? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, w- I will say as a quick aside my favorite play in volleyball is when the setter does the fake and then the quick dump over for oh, an easy yeah. point
1: and where everyone's just standing like they're yes
0: like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right that is my favorite play in volleyball for sure um okay so we like melba uh declo is no slouch though at number eight for sure so that's going to be an interesting matchup and then this 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 four or five west side and malad they've played like five billion times
1: (laughs) yes and um both of them i feel like have developed so much i mean they both run club teams they both go to all these team camps that i've seen them at and you know they've really built up these girls that they have and they they have some great athletes at both and they they play each other so much they're probably like are you serious (laughs) but i mean it is what it is and you know, the other one can still make their way back, but they're a very close match too, I would say. But I think West Side will win.
0: Yeah, they played twice in the regular season, twice at districts as well. Um, so Malad won both of the matchups in the regular season and yet we're still ranked below West Side in the in the max preps, which I was like, I don't know How does that work?
1: <laughs> right. Well, and then the records are similar, but then yeah, because West Side won their district championship. So
0: Yep. Uh, and then, yes, Westside won the two matchups at uh, Districts. Milad, of course, Cammie Tripp, a great coach, one of the best coaches. Uh, she's really built a, a nice program. And Westside's got some really good athletes. Abby Fuller uh, is a great hitter. Lainey Beckstead's played really well for them this year as well. Uh, I have no idea how this match goes. And I think, again, it's the fifth matchup between these teams. They could meet, they could meet for a sixth time on that backside. It wouldn't surprise me.
1: Yes. They very well could. I, I mean, they're, they're so tight now. And it's like, it's kind of an advantage, but also <laughs> a disadvantage. Cause then do you change something? Do you not just because by now they should know how each other plays. And so when it comes to that point, you know, do we trust ourselves in this rotation enough to pull past them or do we switch something to throw them off?
0: Yeah. How often does that happen where you're still making adjustments because you've seen this team so many times?
1: Well, five, that's, a, that's a lot. <laughs> I would say that doesn't happen often, but I guess in the three team districts it does. And so, you know, some coaches strategy is to, you know, switch players from the outside to the right side or for the blocker for various things. Um, but I, I don't know, my philosophy doesn't go that way. I would say stick to your game, stick to your strongest points and, you know, work through it that way. You can't worry too much about what other teams are going to do because they're still going to do it you got to worry about what you do best and keep it that way.
0: Definitely. The, uh, three, six matchup on top here, St. Mary's against Nampa Christian, Nampa Christian beat Kellogg in the play-in match. I'll, I'll be honest. I expected Kellogg to, to be occupying that spot. Uh, Kellogg's got a pretty good team. So nice job for Nampa Christian though, uh, winning that play-in match.
1: I think that was, yeah. One of those ones that will a lot of people didn't expect uh, Kellogg had a really good season and they were really tough in there. That's why when I read that too, I was like, Oh, I, I didn't expect that, but yes, that <laughs> Napa Christian got their way in. And that's good. I don't know much about them though.
0: Yeah, they are. They, they took third in, in their district, uh, battle tested obviously playing with Melba and cold Valley Christian and yeah. that quality league and even new Plymouth, you know, uh, was, was good this year. Uh, St. Mary's a small roster. They don't have much in terms of depth, but their, their starting unit is pretty good. Tacy Watkins is a senior. She's phenomenal. She's an awesome softball player too, Lindsay. She'll have, she's a pitcher and she'll have these games where she like, she'll have 18 strikeouts in one game and like throw a no hitter. She does okay. that like regularly in softball.
1: Regularly. So. Wow. <laughs> this is St. Mary's. What position
0: does she play for volleyball? Um, so for volleyball, she is listed as a as a middle. So
1: oh, so she's tall. Or uh tall, yep. yeah.
0: Five ten. Yep.
1: Okay. Yep. Cool.
0: So she's she's one to keep an eye on if you can see. So
1: yeah, that would be yeah. good. I'll keep my eye out. So she sounds like she's powerful, it's got the power.
0: Yes, definitely. Um and then Ryrie up top uh against Cole Valley Christian. I I like Ryrie here. They're so well coached. They just, uh, you can mark it down every year. Ryrie at state here they are.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're back again. (laughs) It's not really a, it's a thing that they always work hard for. You know, I feel like their girls work so hard. We, we face them a lot in our club tournaments. Um, So, and they're, they're literally called rivalry legends. It's literally their school team, but you know, when you can build that chemistry for that long, you know, they have quite a few older girls this year you know, they, they got a good shot.
0: Yeah. This, this group of seniors have been playing together for a long time, McKinley Bond and Brianna Scott and Kennedy Anderson and Maddie Andreessen. And so you feel like, you know, the storybook ending would be with Ryrie holding up the, the first place trophy. They've got just as good a chance as anybody. Their only loss this year came to Westside, 3 <laughs> nothing.
1: Yeah, and I, I did see parts of that as well. And that was it, was, it was closer than that may seem. It's just, you know, again, when you're playing, you know, those emotional matches, you know, it can flip just like a switch. You know, they played tight in the first match, and then the second match was like, whoa, we didn't have it in us to do <laughs> to do it again. But, you know, I feel like Ryrie is a, you know, experienced team. They're probably going to be in the championship, I think. Uh, Oh, but I wouldn't count Milba out, but then there's also West side. So I'm like, on this one, I am not sure.
0: I officially will say, I think it's going to be Ryrie and West side for the championship.
1: Oh, Oh, that's, Oh, I mean, it's not a bad prediction, but Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I wouldn't count Melba out, but I guess Melba and I bet West side would play in the semifinal, but yeah. then one of them can still come back. So
0: I just, this is the most wide open tournament really. Uh, there's First like side. six, <laughs> six of the teams I think could all get hot and,
1: and in put, the championship or yes. win <laughs> Yes,
0: <laughs> playing late on Saturday. Yes, I think so. So that, that'll be a fun one for sure. That's at Shelley high school. Uh, Friday and Saturday one, a D one and D two are both going to be at Madison, I believe. Right. Are they holding that simultaneously? Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Just being, I think they'll be utilizing both of the gyms, but both courts still. So
0: gotcha. Okay. And this is where you'll be at. You'll be uh, at at the one a, so let's, let's, let's start with D one where Troy is kind of the team to beat. Right. Coach Blazard has done a great job with the Trojans up North.
1: Um, I'm not really sure that anyone can beat them (laughs) Uh, They are a very consistent team. And that's kind of what it comes down to is just experience and consistency at this point. Right. Because, you know, they've all worked hard, they've all progressed, but at this point, you know, I think it comes back to the experience that this certain team has because at state it's very uh, (laughs) mentally (laughs) wearing on you, um, you know, and so those younger players, if any, have a harder time than the older ones, I will say.
0: And and last year, of course, Troy was awesome and won the title. And Morgan Blazard, uh, now at Eastern Washington University, playing in the Big Sky Conference, she graduated. Oh, and you're like, you're like, okay, this is the year. Troy takes a step back. They only have one senior, and here they are, just dominating again. So, like yeah. Canyon Ridge, a team that could be around for a couple years.
1: They're they thought they they were rebuilding, sort of, but. I mean, they got the experience already from last year. So,
0: <laughs> yes, very good point. Jo- Jolie Eklund has been their main driver this year. She's an outside hitter, five ten junior, uh, and she's been phenomenal for Troy. Uh, the rest of this bracket. So Troy's going to play Grace, the eight seed. How about Grace? They went into districts as the two seed and knocked off Butte County twice to uh, to take that bid. Uh, and even even though they were a district champion, they still had to go to a state play-in match. I hate that. If you win your district, you should be at state, right?
1: Well, I totally agree with that. When I saw that, I was very surprised. I was like, wait, the winner of the district, no matter what, has to go play someone else to get into state. I was like, oh, that's not fair. They <laughs> need to change that. Because you're right. Every district has one winner. And so they should be able to get in at least. That's why I was like, wait, what? But yes, uh, good on Grace. I I hadn't seen them much, but Butte I have seen um, with Rock when we played them. They, you know, they're a well-balanced team. They have good athletes. Um, but, again, it comes to experience and consistency, and I can see, you know, how Butte wavered a lot. <laughs> and so Grace pulled through. Um, but that's that, that's tough, again, to have to play that play-in game. But they made it, and I think that that was one goal
0: yes definitely and then you've got oakley the four seed i feel like oakley is seated like a little low uh in terms of i think they're uh better than four overall they're gonna play wallace uh from up up in district one um it's always hard to tell with with wallace up north because they don't play anybody there's no common opponents right they're they're exclusively north teams they're kind of a mystery coming down i will say that tournament was crazy genesis prep was kind of the favorite coming in and they lost they lost a lakeside in their like district opener they didn't even get a chance to play for the championship it was crazy
1: yeah i saw that in the brackets but i didn't i don't know i looked like there some of theirs were close but looking at all these teams besides troy they were actually coming closer than I thought, um, like, because Oakley and Murta played in theirs, and then Rimrock. I also thought that they were higher. I don't know. Yeah, with and then number six,
0: right? It's it's interesting. So, uh, I think you had two really good leagues: District Two, District Four, and because of that, all those teams got like propelled up uh, because of the strength of the conference, but. Um, Genesee got the second seed out of the north, uh, along with Troy. I thought Potlatch was going to get that second seed, but good on Genesee to to battle through really the top four teams in that district this year with Genesee and Logos.
1: Oh, Potlatch, the one that didn't make it.
0: Yes, Potlatch. Oh
1: yep. uh, yeah, but, yeah, they were they were up there the whole season. Yep. Oh,
0: only two teams got to go, and and Genesee. Oh,
1: they pulled through in districts. Yep. Okay. Yep.
0: Yep. So that, yeah, that's what happened up there, and and really any of the four, obviously Troy, but then Genesee, Logos, Potlatch were all so evenly matched that, yeah. um, you know, good for Genesee to get through, and because they played in such a tough league, they get the number two seed overall. Pretty interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. that yep. makes. sense. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you seen what? Where is Liberty Charter from?
0: So they're they're over in. Uh, the Boise area, they're just a private, private school over there, Liberty charter. Um, they beat Rimrock in the district championship. Both teams had already locked up spots at state. So, um, kind of a low pressure environment. Generally the teams from district three, um, struggle a little bit on the statewide level. They, so you thought your nine-team conference was huge. There's 11 teams <laughs> in, over in district three for one AD one. It's crazy. So
1: a lot. But yeah, I mean, they got to do it because those schools are so small or else it wouldn't work. So,
0: yeah, it's a blend of like the small like communities like like Rimrock and then it's like the private schools like Liberty Charter. And yeah, yeah, it's a it's a a loggerheads over in District 3 for sure. So Um, but, you know, looking at this bracket, I really like I really like Murtaugh and Oakley. Um, They're on opposite sides of the bracket. Uh, but Troy is the overwhelming favorite. I think, I I guess I'll go with Troy and I kind of like Oakley, even though they're on the same side of the bracket, I think the Hornets could battle back through and, and get there. Um, and I think Murtaugh also looks really good.
1: Yeah, that that's tough. I mean, Troy for sure (laughs) is my pick to be in the championship, you know, probably pull through. Um, but, uh, Murtaugh's tough. Oakley's tough. They faced each other a lot too but I I don't know. I just wouldn't count anyone else out because they have battled through to get this far. And so I guess we'll see.
0: Yes. And uh, we were talking about the Stangers earlier, Addison Stanger, Ashley Stanger, both play for Murtaugh and, and both awesome. And, and Oakley, uh, they've got so many tremendous athletes, Gentry Hawker, uh, Cambry Beck, uh, Chloe Larson, Fallon Bedke at six feet tall, might be the tallest player uh, in the tournament. Um, and then Addie Mitten is a personal favorite of mine. She plays basketball for Oakley. So I got to cover her at state basketball last year. she's such a tenacious defender.
1: What position um, does she play in volleyball? She,
0: uh, she's in she's listed as an outside hitter. She's five seven. Okay. Yep.
1: Uh yeah, Oakley was pretty well rounded. I got to see them play firsthand. We played them. <laughs> um, and Murtaugh too. Uh yeah, I would say the Stinger girls uh, definitely stood out when we played, as well as um, their setter. I uh, know their setter is one of their captains for Murtaugh. I can't remember her name, but she plays uh, good offense. And then Oakley, yeah, I mean, you kind of just have to take them out of it on serve receive a bit, <laughs> but they're pretty well rounded. So, yep,
0: uh, Giselle Gill, I think, is the setter for okay. Murtaugh. She's a senior. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting that one AD one bracket for sure. Um, and let's, let's wrap up with one AD two. Here it is. Uh, oh no, not filled in. We, <laughs> uh-oh, I Oh, I didn't double, I, I grabbed an old uh, copy of the bracket, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We can just talk through it uh, without the bracket. Uh, we know that it appears that Rockland and Horseshoe Bend are on this collision course, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's kind of something that I think a lot of people have told us along the way. Um, you know, we've been, sorry, just trying to pull it up so I can see the other teams. Yes. Um, uh, so
0: so Horseshoe Bend is the one seed. They're playing Clark Fork, the number eight seed. Clark yes. Fork has the like coolest nickname, the Wampus Cats. I love it.
1: Yeah, I, I hadn't heard that until today, actually. Uh, their basketball coach was like, the wampus Castle. I was like, the what? And he's like, he said it again. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Never heard that. But I heard from somebody else that Clark Fork is actually a very interesting, cool little town. Um, you know, it's kind of like, you, you know, there's not much, just like a lot of these little towns. But, you know, the the community is very vibrant and they're very close. And it's just, you know.
0: <laughs> yes. One <of> those communities. <laughs> Very beautiful scenery up there in in yeah. North Idaho as well. And Cl- Clark Fork is kind of a perennial participant at state from the north. Um, so they're yeah. kind of like, like a Ryrie, you know, they pretty much plan on being at state every year. So.
1: They keep coming back from their district. Yes, definitely.
0: And, and Horseshoe Bend, of course. Um, they've got so many uh, tall, long athletes. <laughs> um, Annalee Wilson, um, Meyer is a great player as well. Um, what makes Horseshoe Bend so good?
1: So I think watching them play again, it, it always, to me, it comes back to the serve and pass. I feel like a lot of these teams that, you know, you'll see no matter the level, they all have strong hitters within them. But if you can reflect back to how they serve and pass, that's, that's where it's going to be at. that's, that's, that's what's going to win it.
0: Those fundamentals, especially <laughs> in a high-pressure environment, uh, certainly. Um, and there's not a single senior on this Horseshoe Pen roster. Yeah,
1: they're a small roster, too. I looked yes. right. They're, they're very small roster. Not small in height, but small in numbers, right? They only had like eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, interesting. But yeah, they've done really well. Their only loss was out of conference from Melba, right?
0: Yes, correct. And they they lost three to one, so they put up a they put up a win in oh, one right. of the sets. Yeah. Um. Tor- Tori Cheetah also very good libero
1: for Horseshoe. For Horseshoe, yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. And she's a junior, right?
0: Ah, uh, juniors. So they have six juniors, two sophomores.
1: Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say when I looked, most of them were juniors. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yep. yep. So uh, they're the favorite on that bottom half of the bracket. You also have Mackie, the four seed against Kendrick, the five seed. Kendrick went into districts as the number one seed, and they got upset right away by the four seed, St. John Bosco. And so Kendrick had to battle all the way back through, and they did it. They came back in one districts after losing their first match. How impressive is that?
1: that like That's a feat in itself. That's a win in <laughs> itself coming all the way back to get it back. And it's a true double, right? For them. So they, Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They are. Kendrick is one that keeps coming back too, though. I do know that they were the favorite and people thought that they'd be back to see.
0: Yes. They were expected to be there. And, and Mackie as the four seed, uh, we talked about all these great conferences. I really thought the top four teams in the Rocky mountain conference with Rockland uh Ledor, Grace Lutheran, and Mackie, all pretty, you know, all had chances of getting to state. Mackie is the team that ultimately survives. They beat Ledor on Saturday for second and third place. Um, they've got a new coach, right? Mallory Hawking.
1: Yes, and she's awesome. <laughs> she was like, Oh, you're new. She's like, I'm new too. Because <laughs> she but she'd been around it so that she knew that I was new too. Literally, when we walk up to the coaches' meeting, she's like I've never seen you before. I'm like, I've never seen you before either. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but I've been around Mackie volleyball. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. So, so,
0: so what makes Mackie so good?
1: <sighs> so Mackie has a great middle in Megan Moore. They have, she has a very powerful swing. They have a great libero. Um, I forgot her name though.
0: Uh, let me see if I can help you out here
1: a last name I think Allie maybe Allie Drusel
0: yeah Allie Drusel yep
1: oh, okay she is great We, tr- you know she's got the serve receive game going she really helps them out and she has experience she's a senior Well, a lot of them are seniors right you got Tiger on the outside I mean they're pretty well-rounded and experienced so again it comes back to that too I will I'm gonna emphasize that right you know you got some younger players in the mix it's a little bit for them they're <laughs> those deer and headlight moments that the older players don't have so and mackie that's why mackie has that they're all older
0: yes uh, i feel like megan moore is one of those players that's played for seven years because she she's, <laughs> she's been a varsity contributor in, in volleyball and basketball since like day for one
1: time it's like wait how old is she yeah okay
0: she's a senior Yes, uh, for sure. So, and and she's got uh, great height, uh, certainly. Um, Top half of the bracket, uh, the 3-6 matchup is Council and Richfield. Richfield went undefeated in their district in the regular season and then lost to Dietrich had to battle back through to face Dietrich again, got the win, won the district. Council is really good. They just get overshadowed because they're in the same conference Horseshoe as Horseshoe Bend. Bend. <laughs> their, their, their coach, Paula Tucker is a really good coach for council. She used to be at Salmon River. Now she's at council. Uh, awesome. She's a phenomenal coach.
1: Um. So yeah, Richfield, Dietrich, we've played both of them. Um, Council's the one again, that's, that's just that mystery, but you know, you can watch film, but it's it's different when we get there. But I will say, yeah, they they've done well, and like you said, they kind of get overshadowed, yeah, because of the conference they're in. And then you know, them and Tri Valley kind of battle it out beneath horseshoe bends, <laughs> because horseshoe bends kind of up here. But yeah, I think you know both of those teams, you know, have good moments. It'll come down to yeah, who's playing more consistent.
0: Definitely. Uh, Hope Zolman is a great junior for Council. They also have Isabel uh, Epich; she's a senior. And then, you know, I said earlier that um, the tallest player in the tournament might belong to another team. Michaela Hart, six-one, for Council as well. Okay. So, okay, keep, it, keep an eye out for her. It's six yeah. foot one.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and 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 Richfield, you said you got to see them play this year.
1: Yeah, we played them and Dietrich. Okay. Put um, them early in the season. Um, we beat them three to zero, both of them. Um, I will say, Richfield has the outside. I'm not sure her name. She's taller too. She does a good job. Um, their setter does a good job. Again, it's just from my memory. Dietrich's setter is really good as well. Uh, you know, they didn't make it, but they're kind of. So <laughs> until this year, I've never been to either place. And so, uh, you know, they're really far out there and then it's like Detroit and then a little bit farther than Richfield. And then they have these big, nice gyms and they're just in these little, little places.
0: Yes. Uh, you, you, you got to see some of Idaho's best rural communities,
1: uh, <laughs> traveling
0: with Rockland this year. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and then let's talk about Rockland. They're up top, the number two seed they're playing Deary the seven seed. Deary's another team that is kind of a perennial participant at state. They always seem to make it out of the North. Um, Kennedy Kirk is a great player for Deary. Uh, but tell us a little bit about Rockland.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I have watched these girls for a while now. Um, especially, uh, the seniors, you know, we have Taylor and Addie Wilson. Um, Taylor probably leads the district in kills possibly blocks as well, but then you know her serve receive is really on as well. And then Addie's a huge defensive player for us. Um, I mean, she played libero for them previously, but we moved her to the outside this year. Just a couple of changes with who we have. Um, we have a really great setter in Callen as well. I mean, i <laughs> that's why it's hard for me to do this. I'm like, I could go on and on about <laughs> these goals and the things that they've progressed on. But ultimately, you know, for us, again, you know, we're not going to go in there, you know, worried about any previous polls or previous talk, focus point by point, game by game.
0: It's a good way to do it for sure. And uh, Addie and Taylor Wilson, are they're twins, right?
1: Yes, they are. But you wouldn't tell if you looked at them. Yes. <laughs> addies and then taylor <laughs> yes. but, but both ew, killer athletes um i mean they do it all they're like oh yeah i gotta go run this cross-country meet and then addie wilson took first in their district cross country she's not even going to state because she's come come with us <laughs>
0: <laughs> volleyball wins for sure yeah, volleyball
1: does win well yeah So her her mom is the coach and suzanne wilson and well she kind of puts us in charge but <laughs> that is that is their mom and she's very committed to the sport and committed to rockland they all are very the uh, tight-knit community out there
0: <laughs> yes definitely um yes i i remember watching the wilsons uh at state basketball um as sophomores two years ago rockland was really good and they both were contributors uh to that team that got deep at state so yeah, uh it, it does look like it's gonna be Rockland horseshoe bend. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna break your heart here, Lindsay. I'm leaning horseshoe bend just because they've done it before. They they are the defending champs, they they've been there and done it, but I think Rockland has a great chance as well to match up. And council, I I guess would be my dark horse because they're so talented. I just think they they get overshadowed a little bit by horseshoe bend, but this is gonna be Really interesting. I, I feel like there's four or maybe five teams that are all really good, really competitive here. So,
1: yes, uh, I mean, of course, my pick is Rockland. <laughs> right. I, believe, I believe, I believe, and but I will, my uh, dark horse is different here. I will, uh, Mackie has a shot, Mackie has a good shot,
0: definitely. Yeah, I, I think Mackie, Kendrick, um, both could get on runs on that backside of the bracket and, and do some real damage so it'll be it'll be a lot of fun and get, of course good luck um
1: <laughs> good luck to all the teams though seriously yeah. i mean you know you work this hard to get to this point and you know now's the time to shine
0: yes and uh it, it's going to be non-stop action friday and saturday uh sun up to sundown in those gyms we will be updating the the brackets and the scores and the schedules all here at idahosports.com so you can stay up to date with all the crazy action that goes on at volleyball so yeah <laughs> all right uh lindsay togi afuk thank you so much for doing this this was really fun this went a little longer than i thought but we we got into some good volleyball conversation which is always time well spent i think
1: yes definitely in my book so
0: <laughs> yes and uh, keep keep an eye out lindsay is is writing a weekly uh, article for us uh, i love the name you came up with keeping up with the kill that was like <laughs>
1: Boom! That
0: was a great title. So,
1: like, well, hopefully, it's not too much, but it really is what it is. I mean, <laughs> so that's what it comes down to. I feel like the kill. I um, mean, for volleyball, <laughs> yes, will <laughs> always remember the kill. So,
0: yes, no, for sure. So, it, yes, uh, keeping up with the kill is Lindsay's uh, weekly uh, volleyball piece. She started writing for us uh, uh, midway through the season, and we'll uh, we look forward to continuing that uh, next year. As well. But uh, state tournament time has arrived. Good luck to all the teams that are competing. And Lindsay, thank you for hopping on and doing this. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the idahosports.com state volleyball tournament preview special. We'll be back next week with more uh, action on your respective regional podcasts. Until then, thanks for listening on idahosports.com.